space, the final frontier. <laughs> what? what are you doing? I was being Captain Kirk from Star Trek. It sounded like Christopher Walken. Really? A So today, uh, if you haven't guessed already from our last episode that we did on the moon hose, Ryan is super into space. And every time he talks about space, my brain, because I'm a child, goes, pigs in space from the Muppets. So please tell me we're going to talk about the Muppets today. We're not actually going to talk about the Muppets today. So ah. I'm, I, I know. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to start off the episode with disappointment. Just crippling disappointment. However, I can tell you this. This episode will feature the KGB. Ooh. Does that help? That helps a lot, actually. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Because if there's anything I love more than Muppets, it's uh, Russian Secret Service. Right? <laughs> okay. So if I were to tell you that tonight's podcast was going to be about a space shuttle. What okay. Would you, what would you think? What would you think I was going to talk about? Well, knowing that the KGB is involved, I would think that it has to do with the spies. With spies, like sure. Spying on our technology. Okay, so spying on our technology. But what do you think of when you think of the space shuttle? I think of honestly, what I think of is when it rode the airplane. Okay. Um, that was a few years ago when they retired it and it mm-hmm. rode the airplane to the museum in New York. Yeah. They and actually it, flew the space shuttles. That's how the space shuttles got around because they couldn't fly on their own. God, it was so freaking cute. It was yeah. like a little baby airplane on top of a big yeah. mama airplane. <laughs> That's how they moved them around. And there's that really funny scene in the James Bond movie Moonraker. Oh, where yeah. Where they're transporting, and yep, you've seen this. I have. They're transporting the Moonraker shuttle on yep. top of an airplane and then the Moonraker shuttle takes off. It's just so funny. Which is nonsense. Not that possible. Right. Yeah. Not, not That can't happen. Not with the American shuttle anyway yes that's right i said not with the american shuttle oh my god my eyes just did this thing like like whoa, whoa what yeah <laughs> what if i were to tell you that there was a russian space shuttle um i would probably believe you you'd believe it i have would you believe ever, you have you ever seen or heard about the russian space shuttle no but there's a lot about russia that none of us have seen and heard exactly and because... I, it's i've like I got into Russia for a little while. Like I read a book about gulags and Mm -hmm. the Dyatlov Pass is a topic we're going to touch on, which is also Russia. Coming soon. Yeah. um, I'm excited for that one. That I think is the one I'm most excited about of your topics is Dyatlov Pass. So So, um, And I know that a few years ago they released the Russian, the archives, the USSR archives, and a lot of stuff that people had always sort of like um, thought was happening they got proof that it was happening. Right. So it's a it's a giant country of intrigue and mystery. Yes. And, and so, furry hats. And the Russian space program is absolutely no different. I mean, we found out, I mean, we, we learned almost secondhand that Yuri Gagarin had gone into space. We yeah. learned, we kept finding out during the great space race of the 1960s, we found out that the Russians had put a man in space. Mm-hmm. We found out that the Russians had orbited the Earth. Mm-hmm. We found out the Russians had done the first spacewalk. Oh, the remember, Russians... remember Laika? Poor Laika. Yeah, that was the dog. R.I.P. So, Laika. Yeah. So, but the Russians were also very famous for keeping their space failures a secret. 
uh, there was a Russian cosmonaut named uh, Kamarov, and I can't remember his first name, but he uh, he, he died on reentry. actually. Yeah. yeah, his capsule, the parachutes didn't deploy. They were having problems with this space capsule almost from jump, and he and Yuri Gagarin were both aware of these problems, and Kamarov knew if he pulled out of his mission that um, Yuri Gagarin would be the backup pilot. Yuri Gagarin was the first person in space. Yeah. So he is a, a national treasure to the Russians, an enemy number one to the Americans. But Kamarov knew that if he pulled out of this mission, that Yuri Gagarin would be placed on board, and he knew that at that point it was just a matter – it was a very strong possibility that Gagarin might not come back alive. And there's actually audio – of Kamarov's capsule coming down and he's cursing the mission commanders. Jeez. And yeah, until the and there's actually there I don't recommend viewing them because they're they're gruesome. Yeah. Um, but there are pictures of Kamarov's uh, body after um, they pulled it, it's basically you can't even tell it's a human. If you were <sighs> to look at that, you would it's like a blob of molten whatever it, it just looks like a big rock yeah it's it's horrifying here um, i was working on a yakov smirnoff joke and it is just not no it's not funny or it's, the it's time. T- you can hear him like on the way down and he knows he's Ugh. gonna die it's terrible it's terrible i'm actually gonna make a solemn promise that i will not make any yakov smirnoff style jokes that's probably for the best i know right okay so let's talk about our topic tonight so i'm going to tell you about We've all heard of the the American space shuttle, right? We you just have, keep like winding it I up. I know because it's like I feel like I want to deliver on this like build up because I feel like this is one where a lot of people are going to be like, "Wait a minute, I didn't know no, that I'm this stoked. thing existed." I'm okay, in. so we've heard of space shuttles, right? We know yes. of the American space shuttle program. The very first American space shuttle, Columbia, flew in 1982. Yeah, the shuttle was designed and built in the 1970s following the Apollo program. So we put man on the moon. We've, we've done that. We've sort of been there, done that. The Apollo missions conclude with Apollo 17. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite astronauts, Gene Cernan, who just recently passed away, was the last American to walk on the moon to, mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And it's a really – Gene Cernan, if you are interested in astronautism, uh, go look up Gene Cernan. He's awesome. Uh, he's one of the one of the coolest astronauts. Um, my heart belongs to Jim Lovell, but Eugene Cernan, fantastic you, astronaut. You do have a, a man crush on Jim Lovell. The way that most Ohioans feel about John Glenn uh, and people in general, people love yeah, John Glenn. Yeah, and we to be like um, transparency, we're Ohioans, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of space history in Ohio that's pretty exciting. Ohio um, Neil, has more astronauts yep. than any other state. Um, the big ones being Neil Armstrong yep. and John Glenn, who I have met, by the way. And Jim Lovell. Jim Lovell. Yeah. Jim Lovell is from Ohio. Yeah. Lived in, I believe, Warren, Ohio. And a lot of space technology has come out of Ohio too. Yeah, which it started is here. Yeah. yeah, it started here when it was NACA up in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we have uh, all this awesome space history that happens in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, check out check out Gene Cernan, check out Jim Lovell. Uh, but the way people feel about John Glenn around here, which he's revered, is the way it rightfully rightly, so. Rightfully so. Yeah. That's how I feel about Jim. Lovell. Yeah. Jim Lovell, because Jim Lovell is known most for Apollo thirteen. But, but but Jim Lovell, look up his mission history, and I I, I want to stop myself because I will go down the he rabbit will. hole. But look up the story of Gemini eight. Gemini 8 is one of the coolest space missions that ever took place. And it's, it's, it's really, really something. I do have to give um, – so John Glenn passed away la- last year, year before I, last? I don't remember. It was, uh, it was, re- it was, it either, was recent. Either 17 or 16. Um, and I actually have a – I attended the 
uh, John Glenn School of Public Policy when I was um, a master's student here in Ohio. Which is at the Ohio State University. Which is at the Ohio State University. And he used to hang out on campus. He had an office in the building. It wasn't just an honorarium. Like, he was there Mm -hmm. pretty regularly. Um, And Annie would hang out, too, his wife. Yeah. And there was one day when I was up there studying in the little sort of lounge area. And I was, it was cold. It was winter. And I had, like, all my scarves on. And um, I hear this voice go, you know, the fireplace works. You can turn it on. And I didn't turn around. I go, oh, no, I'm afraid I'd burn the whole building down. And then I, out of the corner of my eye, I see someone move over to the fireplace. And he goes, oh, well, it's my building. So if it burns down, that's on me. And he turned the fireplace on for me. And it was John, <laughs> and it was John Glenn. Glenn. Oh, my God. And I had this moment where I was just like, thank you. Wow. And my brain's going, you've been in space. A couple times. <laughs> Yes. When he um, when he did that, did you when he was starting to do it? Did you say Godspeed, John Glenn? No, I was just like that would have been baller. I was completely. I'm sure just he's like I was. I had no words. I'm sure he's never heard that before. I'm sure, I'm sure no one ever. So he died uh, on December eighth, twenty sixteen. Yeah. So I thought it was recent. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. So I did. I looked that up for you because um, I got your back. Yeah, John Glenn. John Glenn's a great astronaut. Um, obviously, the first American to orbit the Earth. Yeah. Um, the Russians beat us to that first, but John Glenn was the first American to do it, mm-hmm. um, and was the third American in space, following Gus Grissom. I'm sorry, following. Well, yeah, following Alan Shepard, and then Gus Grissom, yeah. and then John Glenn. Um, Gus Grissom and Alan Shepard did these suborbital flights that lasted about 15 minutes, and then John Glenn was the first to go up and, and hang out for about an hour and a half, yeah. uh, orbit the Earth three times, and then come safely back down to earth and then he later flew on uh the shuttle discovery so john glenn um you know he's he, the oldest man to have ever gone into space well, by, too, by he, a went, lot. he went yeah. back as yeah, in, was in his, his 70s, 70s. Yeah. and so he flew aboard discovery which is the coolest space shuttle mm-hmm. uh discovery is uh, my favorite shuttle because discovery was twice tasked with return to space flight Okay. So following Challenger and Columbia, Oof. Discovery was tasked with uh, with flying. And actually, a lot of people have heard of Columbia and Challenger yeah. for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Columbia being the first shuttle, and then obviously its tragic end in 2000, uh, 2002. 2002 or 2003? 2000 I think it's 2003. Because yeah, I was living in an apartment. It was February. It was February. It yeah, was. It would have yeah. had to have been. Yeah, it was and February it was, 2003. And it was... Um, I remember this so distinctly because I was watching the the Iron Man in Hawaii. Yeah. And they cut in to show the shuttle re-entering. Yeah. Which is something that they hadn't, like, I was oh, like, oh, this is kind of cool. It didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, and then it broke up and it was like, I remember just sitting there going, am I actually seeing what I'm seeing right No, this can't be. Yeah. This can't be that. real. There's a lot of footage of it. Yeah. Um, and, and then obviously the, the Challenger uh, disaster, which a lot of people are, are familiar with because people my age watched that in school mm-hmm. because it was the, the teacher in space. You had Chris yep. McAuliffe on board. Um, and so you have this teacher in space program that was touted and they'd been trying to get Challenger off the ground forever. Yep. And it just kept having delays and they didn't want to delay it anymore. And so the mission managers at NASA pushed that launch when they shouldn't have. And so the uh, Challenger launches and then, you know, soon after launch, there's those famous words, uh, Challenger go with throttle up. Because the, the space shuttle was built in such a way, so the space shuttle sat on top of a stack with an external fuel tank and solid rocket boosters. Now, they would have to, they would basically slow down or reduce the thrust on the engines while the shuttle broke the sound barrier so that it didn't break apart. So they didn't, it didn't come undone, basically, while it was breaking the sound barrier. So they would slow down and then break the sound barrier, and then you, you can hear these famous calls, 
after the sound barrier is broken, the uh, mission control will call up to the shuttle, you know, Challenger, Discovery, Atlantis, or whichever shuttle, go with throttle up. And so every launch after that that I watched, I would I would sort of sit back and and take a moment to to hear those words or to you'd have that brief moment of pause when you'd hear go with throttle up and, and hope that everything goes okay. But it's sort of uh, pretty well known at this point, I think, by most people that what happened on Challenger was one of the O-rings that sat between mm-hmm. the segments on the solid rocket booster had frozen and thus didn't expand all the way. Gas leaks out. And you can see this. If you watch the Challenger launch on, on YouTube, you can see the plume yeah. coming out near the bottom of the right solid rocket booster. What happened was that gas and, and hot fuel was burning through that, and it burned away one of the trusses that holds the solid rocket booster to the external fuel tank. The solid rocket booster kicked inward and then hit the space shuttle, and it, and it hit the space shuttle and the external fuel tank blew a hole in the external fuel tank. All that fuel combusted and exploded, and then the Challenger space shuttle um, blew up. And it's it, this all happened in, in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really interesting, well, I guess it's interesting to me, is when I was attending the Glenn School, you have to take a class in um, public policy law. And that's one of the the cases that you do yeah. a brief on is the Challenger disaster. Because it, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. No. Well, and it's um, – I don't remember all of the, the legalese from when I took that class. I thought it was fascinating because I think um, – I think the law is fascinating. I think the way yeah. we build case law is really interesting. But that remem- I remember that one being especially poignant because we had to read so many of the documents um, from the, the investigation afterwards. Yeah. And, um, and they knew. They knew it was – could happen. Oh, like the, they were yeah. so aware of it. Absolutely, the engineers were were there. There is a really great documentary, and I'll try to link it in the show notes. But there's a really great documentary on the Challenger disaster where the the engineers at NASA were saying this is gonna happen. Uh, yeah, and the mission managers just pushed forward with it. And yeah, it's 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 tragically like, the Apollo one fought. So there's there are three great disasters in American space travel. Right, uh, several early astronauts died. But they died on board planes. They were yeah. all test pilots and uh, guys like, um, oh, shoot. I, this always happens where I go to talk about these guys and then I forget their names and now I feel like an idiot. Um, a couple of, of early astronauts, including some of the Apollo guys, died on uh, plane crashes. One died into a hangar. Who's the astronaut that died in the hangar? I'm going to look it up right now for Okay, you. thank you. We're going to do the section um, of the podcast where Molly Googles This something. is killing me. So, all right. So you have, you know, astronauts passing away, but there are three great tragedies in American spaceflight. You have the Apollo 1 fire, you have the Challenger disaster, and you have the Columbia disaster. The Apollo 1 fire uh, was, I guess you could say it was avoidable. They were, again, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on these individual stories because I still need to talk about uh, the Ruskies, but the uh, Apollo 1 fire happened because they were doing testing in a pure oxygen atmosphere. There was a spark, there was a fire, the door on the Apollo 1 capsule opened inward, and there was no quick-release valve um, and so the, the to blow the door, essentially, and so they couldn't get out. So they burned alive in the Apollo 1 capsule. It was horrible. It was a, a, a huge setback for the program, and three brave American astronauts, uh, Virgil Gus Grissom, uh, Roger Chaffee, and Ed White, all lost their lives. And what's really interesting about that is Gus Grissom was the commander for Apollo 1. So Gus Grissom was the second American in space. Upon his return from his second that that space flight, his first, America's second, his capsule was Liberty Bell Seven was sitting in the ocean. He was waiting for rescue. 
Now, those capsules had an explosive hatch. Mm-hmm. Something happened. The hatch blew, and uh, the, the hatch blew, and the capsule began taking on water. Gus Grissom gets out. He nearly drowns. The capsule is lost. It sinks to the bottom of the sea, despite the Marines in their helicopter trying to save it. They retrieved it, though, eventually. They didn't did they? in nineteen in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. It was it was far later. Um, but so people, there were questions for a long time that you know, did Gus Grissom blow that hatch? Did he panic and blow the hatch? He always maintained that he did not. There's a plunger, an explosive plunger, and if you push that, it would leave marks on your hand. Uh-huh. You push it really hard, and it was an explosive trigger. And he had no marks on his hand, and so NASA believed in him, and they believed his his count uh, his um, version of events. But so, be, but because of that, they stopped. They did not put an explosive hatch on the Apollo capsule because it had basically right because they were worried. Like, yeah. what if this blows when somebody's in, when space? in space? Apollo not having an explosive hatch is part of the reason why Gus Grissom died. Yeah, and so it's just it's one of those it, it, those ironic things that comes back to haunt you. Um, and then Ed White, he was the first American to perform a spacewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have these two great astronauts, and, and, and then Roger Chaffee was a rookie. Yeah. Um, but you have these very uh, well-known and well-regarded astronauts who had accomplished these big moments who died apart of the Apollo 1 fire. So there's tragedy number one. Apollo program gets reset. We know how that turns out. Man yeah. walked on the moon. Challenger disaster we talked about. The Columbia disaster, um, again, it was one of those things. The external fuel tank, the orange part of the space shuttle, it's covered in foam. Mm-hmm. F- pieces of foam fall off of that when it's launching. Okay, And those pieces of foam hit the space shuttle. In Columbia's case, a big chunk of it came off. Everything's moving very quickly. There's a lot of thrust. A piece of foam came down, hit the leading wing of, the, of Columbia, and punched a hole in it. Mm-hmm. If you look at the bottom of the space shuttle, they, it's, it's, those tiles are reinforced carbon-carbon tiles. They need that because when the shuttle comes back in from space, it needs to make it through the atmosphere, and there's tons of pressure and hot gas. That hole being punched in Columbia's left wing allowed those gases to come in. It heated up. It, um, it allowed the, the landing gear actually heat up. Tires were exploding. NASA was ta- trying to talk to the astronauts. They were losing communication. And eventually, the shuttle lost its aerodynamic properties, and it started to it spin tumbled. out of control. Yeah. And it tumbled. Yeah, exactly. It tumbled and broke apart, and sadly, all seven astronauts lost their lives. There's a really well-done podcast from Gimlet Media, and I'll look up the name here in a second, um, where they interview one of the uh, the the researchers, the guys who went in and recovered all of the material, and um, and he and he was actually the husband of one of the astronauts, yeah. and he said that uh, he talks about how that process of doing his job in service to her really helped him process the grief of losing her. Because yeah. um, we've watched a lot of astronaut stuff, and yeah. you sort of get the feeling that um, these spouses understand the risk. Oh, they yeah. understand the risk of doing something basically for for greatness. It's bigger, I mean, than, bigger than themselves. It's, it's, it is. It's It's – not just that they're great, it's that, like, look what humans have done. It's in the name of, we as humans are explorers. Yeah. And without the brave men and women who sit on top of these rockets and fly into the vast, you know, blackness of space, mm-hmm. without these people that got on boats and came to the new world, we mm-hmm. would not have 
the we wouldn't have the world as we know it in all directions by the way people because like people were i just i don't want to i had to get like a little bit you don't want me to sound like i'm saying christopher columbus saved us yeah all. <laughs> yeah um because we know he wasn't the first one here christopher columbus was the first person ever to set foot in the americas obviously there was nobody here <laughs> He discovered he was, it. He was he was totally himself. cool about it too. He was. Like he no was. no mischief there. That's a different podcast. Yeah. We have some feelings about Christopher Columbus. But here okay, so it happened. You you can't talk about space with Ryan. Um unless yeah. that unless you want that to be your whole I know. world. I'm sorry. We, um, we don't did. apologize, it's fascinating. I didn't mean to go this far into well, the Well, and here's the funny thing. He like none of this was notes. This is all queued up in his brain. This is just like he is a he is a endless font of space knowledge. I love space stuff. But we're not here to talk about astronauts no, we're today, not. Ryan. We aren't. Well, we're we here are, to in talk a way. about cosmonauts. To talk about cosmonauts a little bit. Um, so Wait, can we just yeah. pause and acknowledge how sweet the name cosmonaut yes. is? Oh yes. my god! You know what they're called in China what? Taganauts. 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 Yeah. Oh, so, that's good, too. I think that's right. I'm going to look that up to make sure I have that pronunciation correct. All right, so let's get back on topic here now that the podcast is half over. So <laughs> what would you say if I told you that the American Space Shuttle was not the only space shuttle? Well, I would for sure have at least three questions for you. Right. So let's start with question number one. So why... Well, no, I feel like that buries the lead. So you've given me a little bit of backstory. Okay. Um... All right, let me start with this. Let me you say You sent this. me a picture, basically. Okay, let me say with this. Let me start and with And I this. said, well, let me tell you what happened. Yes. He sent me a picture, and I was like, but that's just the space shuttle. And he's like, oh, no, no. This is not the space shuttle. This is the Russian space shuttle. Right. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> um, so my first question is, my first question was and still is, why was it so similar to the U.S. shuttle? Right. Because if you look at... Were there spies? If you <laughs> Spies and intrigue? If you look at the Russian space shuttle, which I suppose we should say the name of it, the name of the Russian space shuttle is Buran or mm-hmm. Buran. 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 Okay. Which translates to either snowstorm or... Or blizzard. I love how fantastic. Not snowstorm. I snowstorm. I think is the direct translation. I have also when I did my I did copious amounts of research for this, and uh, I it it is translated sometimes as blizzard, but most often it is listed as snowstorm. I'm sorry, snowstorm is badass. Budon. 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 Okay. Okay. So your question is why was it similar to the u.s space shuttle if you look at pictures of buran and the american space shuttle which from here on out will be known as sts sts if you've heard of american space launches you've heard sts 106 right shuttle transport system got it that's the name of the space shuttle stack okay okay when you look at the shuttle the external fuel tank and the two solid rocket boosters uh, shuttle transport system got it because essentially and i'm not going to get too deep on this the space sh- Apollo took mm-hmm. men to the moon, right? Yeah. That was what Apollo did. The space shuttle was designed to be a low-orbit vehicle. You cannot fly the space shuttle out of low orbit. You can't oh, do it. Oh, I didn't know that. You can't, you can't take the space shuttle to the moon. If you want to go to the moon, you need something. The, the solid rocket boosters and the shuttle engines are not powerful enough to get enough of a to, to get you going fast enough huh. to leave Earth's gravitational pull. Okay. So you need something like the Saturn V rocket, which is the most powerful rocket humans have ever made. Okay. The Saturn V is what carried the Apollo astronauts to the moon. 
So then where does the shuttle take you? The shuttle takes you to low Earth orbit. Can it take you to the space station? It can take you to the okay. space station. That's The space station was built using a combination of the space shuttle, the Soyuz capsules uh-huh. that Russia launches into space, yeah. the Soyuz rockets, and um, I believe that Japan also launched some vehicles. I'm not yeah. sure. Though. Before... International Space Station is the area of space travel I know the least about. So I, I don't I want to put that out there that So do you know the answer to this question? Is it true that um, NASA spent like an exorbitant amount of money trying to design a pen that would write in space? And the Russians just and used a pencil. The joke is that the Russians just brought a pencil. Is that true? Yeah. I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. I really want it um, to be true. <laughs> I want it to be true, too, because the Amer- we spent, as Americans, spent a lot of money. We have, we have invested a great deal of money into space travel. Well, and rightly so, because so many, like, everyday things have come out of it. Yeah. You like your cell phone? Yeah. Yeah. Guess, I do. Guess where that came from. So, all right. So, let's get back on topic because I, I, I could I, – this is I know, hard. I, I could talk about this for hours on it. This whole episode is just one long digression. Oh, it's not. Jeez. <laughs> if you listen to our other podcast, The Fun Run, uh, it, that is a podcast that it, it just is. It's one big digression. We have a topic where it's like we're going to talk about a thing and then we never get to the point. And then Ryan gets really mad at himself. <laughs> and then I, I, we said in the in the whole thing with this podcast that we wouldn't do that. So, But it's all been on topic. It's I all space. Like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on to topic by a thread. It's all so, space. Okay, okay, Buran. So Buran. Okay. So the American Space Shuttle, low Earth orbit. Yes. Okay. It can put things in space and it can come back. It's meant to be a reusable space vehicle. Apollo, everything was single use, right? Yeah. You'd fly into space. You'd leave half the crap up there. You'd go to the moon. You'd leave half the, the thing that lands on the moon. You'd leave half of that on the moon. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get back up to the command module, you'll leave the rest of it out there in space. Yeah. You fly back. You dump the last bit of your spaceship. And then you come down to Earth in this little cone-looking thing. Yeah. And that's what you see when you go to the Smithsonian. Yeah. And you see uh, the Apollo 11 capsule. Or if you go to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base uh, here in Dayton, Ohio, then you might see, I think they have Apollo 16. Yeah. Or Apollo 14. And they have another one of the capsules at um, the Armstrong Museum. Right. Yeah. And so they, um, so you have not an Apollo capsule, though. No, but they have the one that. They have his Gemini capsule. They have the one that got into the. With the Agena. The the rotation. Yes. Yeah. Watch First Man. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far into this. Yeah, it's Jeez. good. If you really want to see a good history of all this stuff, watch HBO's From the Earth to the Moon. Oh, it's really. It good. is a marvelous miniseries hosted by Tom Hanks, developed by Tom Hanks and yeah. Steven Spielberg. It is awesome. You'll spend a lot of time too going. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, because it's oh, a lot of. It's every male character everybody. actor. From it's Mark yeah. Harmon, Tim Tim Daly plays my beloved Jim Lovell. It's yeah. got Tony Goldwyn in it. So if you're a Scandal fan, yeah. he was on that show, right? I think so. Okay. So anyway, it's got the dad from The Wonder Years. The dad. From, oh right, it yeah, does. yeah. Um, so the guy from Office Space with the steep blue, he plays. Chris, oh yeah, he, he plays does. Chris Craft. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's awesome. All right, so watch that if you want a nice history of sort of a history of Mercury, a little bit of history of Gemini, mm-hmm. and then obviously a big focus on the Apollo program. Um, one more digression. My sure. favorite part of that is when they're up in space and there's some sort of filter that's not fitting. They have yeah. the wrong size filter. That's Apollo 13. Yeah, and a guy comes in and he basically dumps a pile of materials on the table. And um, says, you got to turn this into this. And he makes the guys figure it out. And it's just, it's, an, it's a great scene. Engineers. I know. Okay, so engineers. And so what I think what you're thinking of, though, uh, that scene you're describing uh, was actually from Apollo 13. Oh, from the, okay. Right. But, Which was, like, the miniseries, though, was a companion. 
it was you could watch it as a thing what's yeah. nice about from the earth to the moon is they tell the apollo 13 story from the perspective of the media of how they covered it and there's like a competition over the news story mm-hmm. and sort of traditional news and, it, and especially in light of today's uh, political events it really is interesting to see that play out in 1972 or i think it was or 1971 so it's, it's it is very very interesting but uh, yeah, so Apollo 13, the movie with Tom Hanks, and then the From the Earth to the Moon miniseries, you can watch both of those together. And uh, if you want to watch them with us, come over and we'll, we'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch it with you. I love I'll it. I'll make nachos. All right, so the Bruan Space Shuttle, right? So, Let me just interject yeah. really quickly. The name of that podcast is called Undone, mm-hmm. and the episode is called The Columbia. Okay. And that's the podcast about the the investigation of the Columbia. So the disaster. podcast is Undone. That's undone. The, and then the, the episode name is, fittingly enough, Columbia. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So go listen to that. We've referenced it here. Hopefully the good people at Undone will listen to our podcast and say, hey, these guys are... They're, they're okay. Right. They talk about moon hoaxes so in the first marathon. Why did the Russians also make... Mm-hmm. A, I think of it as like... A fancy airplane. It is a fancy airplane. Because it looks like a fancy airplane. <laughs> the only difference being, you know how an airplane can... A fancy flat airplane. Right. Because it's how, flat on the bottom. What, what's the first thing you do on an airplane if you're going to travel someplace? What does the airplane do? Um, like once you get on and you're all settled, what, they start you, the engines, what do you do? You fasten your seatbelt. Well, what does the airplane do? What's the first part of flight? It takes off. Right, it takes yeah. off. Okay. And then what does it do in between takeoff and landing? It flies. Right. Okay. The shuttle can't do either one of those things. So the <laughs> shuttle... <laughs> what? The American space shuttle cannot fly. I don't understand. I know. Does it so, just like hang out up there? Yes. So the American space shuttle goes into low Earth orbit. It, I'm so incredulous right now. So the American space shuttle, <laughs> you've seen its engines, right? You, you're like, it has engines. I've it does. seen them. Those engines are worthless once it gets into space. The American Space Shuttle has three engines. They're called the SMEs, Shuttle Main Engine, okay? And they're the first thing that starts. If you watch a Space Shuttle launch, you'll hear the countdown. you hear through all, all the stuff that go through, and then her Shuttle Main Engine start, and the Shuttle Engines will start. And then you start seeing the water flowing in. Yeah, to yeah. Re- the water comes in to reduce the vibration so that the whole thing, the launch pad and the shuttle, doesn't vibrate to a million, into a million pieces. So that happens. The Shuttle Engines start, and the Shuttle rocks. Okay. And it leans back. The solid rocket boosters fire. The holding clamps release the shuttle, and it takes off. Okay? So you see it fly up into space. It does a roll program. So yeah. it, it goes straight up, then it rolls, and then it fly, Then you hear that you, you, it powers down, and then you hear go it throttle up, and then it's off to the races. We fly for a little bit longer. Uh-huh. Those solid rocket boosters separate. Yeah. Okay, once they have expanded their – solid rocket boosters, they, they separate. They're just like tanks. Right? No, they're they're engines. They're, the tank is the big gas tank on the thing, but they okay. do hold they they do hold fuel. So those the solid rocket boosters then separate from the shuttle. We've all yeah. seen that, and then they come down to Earth. Yeah. And they land in the ocean, and they're retrieved and reused. Oh, good. Okay. Shuttle flies for a little bit longer using the extra the shuttle main engines. Yeah. All right. So that puts it in its orbit, and I it's pu- and it's oh, and it's parking orbit. I activated Siri somehow. <laughs> so the uh, the shuttle now reaches orbit, and then the external fuel tank is dumped, and that burns up in the atmosphere. Okay. That is not reusable. Shuttle is now powered off. The engines are off. Now they're dead. Okay. They don't have any gas. They cannot be restarted. The shuttle flies around in orbit using its and it, it, it's in orbit. Like the power of the launch puts it in its orbit. They predetermine that. 
the shuttle goes to different orbits depending on what it's going to do. Okay. Is it going to service Hubble? Well, then it's got to reach a much higher orbit. Okay. Reaching Hubble is actually really difficult. That's why it's only been done a couple of times. There were the, there were the repair missions, and then Atlantis actually flew the last mission to Hubble to give it one final repair okay. and upgrade before the space shuttle program was retired. Okay. So then, uh, the shuttle uses its um, RCS or reaction control system uh, to move around or to maneuver in space. Okay. Okay, but it can't change its orbit. So- <laughs> and that's why with Columbia, <laughs> why you choked to death, with people will ask, well, why didn't Columbia, why didn't they just go to the, the space station? If they knew there was this problem, because NASA knew that a, a huge piece of yeah. foam had come off and had hit Columbia. They didn't, this had happened before, okay? This was not an uncommon thing that happened with the space shuttle. So people would say, well, why didn't Columbia just fly to the space station? It can't. It okay. wasn't in yeah. the same orbit as the space station. Okay. And they say, well, why didn't they just launch another shuttle? They, you can't do that. Yeah. NASA was not set up at the time to do that. It so takes then... months of preparation, which is relative. And I'm telling you all this because it's relative to Buran. I was going to say, so does Buran have the same setup? Does it have the rocket boosters? Does it have the tank? No. It does... Okay. Okay. So the space shuttle, I've described how it works. Okay? Yeah. Buran works very differently. The original design... Because the shuttle part looks the same. They look very similar. Yeah. It is very easy. I mean, to a layman. They, they look copied the same. it down to the paint scheme. It's white with a black bottom. Yeah. It looks exactly like the American shuttle. It is only slightly larger than the American shuttle, and I mean centimeters Which larger. came first? What do you mean? The, oh, the American shuttle absolutely okay. came first. So you might be asking, before we can talk about why is it so similar, we have to ask how... Did they know to make it so similar? Spies. Yes. All right. So two yes. ways. The Russians did this in two ways. So you're NASA. You're yes. going to build a space shuttle. Yeah. The space shuttle needs to go. Wait. From... Let me get into character. Okay. Okay. I'm NASA. I've got my short sleeve white shirt on. I've got my black tie and my. I got my my black room glasses and I'm super good at space. Okay. All right. So you need to get your space shuttle from Earth. I'm sorry. From low Earth orbit. Yeah. On the ground. Yeah. What do you need to do to make sure that your space shuttle can do that? How do you test it? You've got your space shuttle, right? You've yeah. got it. Um, what are you going to do with it? Take it up to the top of a really high building and drop it. You know what? You're not that far <laughs> off. So what? do you remember how early you talked about how you really liked it when the space shuttle sat on top of the airplane? I did, yeah. You've heard of the Star Trek television show? I have. Okay. The very first space shuttle, due to a fan campaign, was named Enterprise. Perfect. And you might say to yourself, I've never heard of a shuttle Enterprise. Well, because it never flew in space. It was a test model. Okay. Okay. And it was built for aerodynamic testing. Because if you want to land this thing, it doesn't have propelled flight. No. Once the shuttle is down into the atmosphere, it's land or crash. Gravity basically just takes over. It's a brick. It's a flying brick. And it's a glider. It has no powered flight. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. cannot... (laughs) If, if you miss the landing in the space shuttle, you don't That's get it. another chance. Okay. Okay? Oh. You've got to make your landing. So the runways, the spa- they had to build special runways for the space shuttle because yeah. it's going so fast and they needed extra space. So the runways for the space shuttle. It has brakes, doesn't it? It has brakes okay. and it has a parachute. Surely you've seen I'm the like, space I'm shuttle I'm getting landing. very anxious. <laughs> the space shuttle actually had a parachute. It does, yeah. In, I, the, in its fin that would open, its stabilizing yeah. fin that would open and then slow the space shuttle okay. down. If, if you're really interested in this, look at the wheels on the space shuttle sometime. They're tiny. Okay, so then what does that have to do with 
spies. Right. So if you have done all this work. Yeah. You've done all this aerodynamic testing to make sure the thing can land. Yeah, I'm NASA. To make I'm, sure it can work. I'm super good at space. Well, I'm Russia. Yeah. I want to build my own space shuttle. You've already done all this work. You know that this proof, this is, there's proof in your concept, God, right? God, Russia, stop copying. Right? So I know that your space shuttle lands just fine. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because you've been watching it? Because I've been watching it on TV. Damn it. Okay. So I'm like, well, hey, that model works. That concept works. Go research the different uh, designs for the American space shuttle. There were some that looked like a, like, look, look even today, like a really modern space plane design. There's yeah. some really cool things out there. But NASA went with the design they did, and we could talk more about that later. Was it the best choice? Was it the most efficient? No. Uh, I love the space shuttle, but looking back on it, was it was it the right well, decision? Well, it's just it's also so interesting how um, how ideas travel around the world. Yeah. Like the original, like meme is not what we think of a meme today. Right. Originally, a meme just meant like an idea that traveled mm-hmm. that got picked up by the greater like public. And so it's fascinating how, like, you find something that works and you just kind of improve on the idea and improve on the idea. Interesting and... you mentioned that because one of our questions will address uh, the point you just made oh, in a little while. Interesting. So, so, so the, the, the Russians took the information that was readily available yeah. because we are not a secretive nation. Russia keeps everything under wraps. We didn't do that. No. We put it out there. Like, we're building this spatial and it's going to be awesome. Well, freedom of press. So there's that. There's what was available. And then there are persistent and verifiable rumors that KGB spies stole the plans for the American space shuttle. <gasps> I want to watch that movie. And use those two elements to build. Oh my God. Beyond. Viggo Mortensen is totally in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have the basic concept for the shuttle. Yeah. Right? Buran was a little bit different because its original concept was going to have jet engines on it. Okay. And there are some really cool pictures of this. And we'll post this on our Instagram page once we build one. And so we'll have, uh, if you look at the stabilizing fin, imagine the fin of the shuttle where those engines are. Yeah. Buran had no engines. Huh. Okay. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But Buran had no engines. So it's just like empty back there. It's flat. Just a flat butt. The original, nice. The original (laughs) design, though, called for Buran to have jet engines beneath its stabilizer fin so that Buran could take off and land like a regular airplane. On its own, like a regular huh. airplane. So because the Russians were able to take the American concept and, and improve upon it. Now, the Buran did not end up with those jet engines. Okay. But it goes to show that they were thinking about things a little differently because one of the big problems with the space shuttle, we've talked about how it, you get one shot at landing if yeah. you blow it. But then if the space shuttle has to, now depending on the launch window and where the shuttle is and when it can come back down to Earth, there they were countless delays where the shuttle was stuck up in orbit and could not land okay and a couple of times it became a real issue yeah where where are these guys they need to get down God, from that's space so scary so they would land in white planes yeah but essentially not kennedy yeah all right that's where the shuttle lives the orbiter processing facility the the thing that houses the space shuttles that's at kennedy the shuttle has to get there if the space shuttle lands anywhere else, there's three places in the United States it can land and a couple of places abroad. Um, but we never had to do that. Okay. When that happens, the space shuttle can't just fly back to Kennedy. 
Yeah, it has to be. It's got to go get that plane, yeah. and it's got to it's it's got to. It go. needs it needs its mama plane, right? And then it has to be mated to that plane, flown back, all at tremendous expense. Yeah. Okay. So th- did why didn't Buran do the jet engines? Because that seems like a good idea. Because uh, the way that the design worked, if they fired those jet engines up, it would rip the shuttle apart. Oh well, so there you go. <laughs> it would it would break the stabilizing fin off. Well, there's your problem. And I but I think that had the Buran space shuttle program lasted i think they would have gone with it. i think that you would have seen the final concept of the buran space shuttle i think it would have had those okay yeah, so like what happened to it we'll get to that okay because i'm like so curious like why have i never seen a buran lunch lunch lunch, lunch. They, they eat less than the space shuttle so the nice thing about <laughs> it's buran all, it's all borscht was nice the buran used a different launch system okay so the space shuttle we talked about had shuttle Solid rocket boosters, external fuel tank. Okay. One system. The solid rocket boosters and external fuel tank, the white rockets and the orange fuel tank. Yeah. They can't be used for anything else. Okay. They only launch the shuttle. That's it. So then you got to store them afterwards. Well, they're other other than the space shuttle. Well, no, not the, not the orange thing because the orange thing burns up. Right. Yeah. But it's not reusable. Okay? Yeah. And, and it's it, that, that system, the shuttle launch system is only good for the shuttle. The Russians said, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense for us. Let's build something better. So the Russians built a thing called the Energia or Energia. If we look at it as Americans, it's E-N-E-R-G-I-A. Okay. So we would probably pronounce it as Energia. Energia is, I believe, the proper pronunciation. Okay. So the Energia rocket could launch the Buran space shuttle Uh and additional cargo into space so it could launch either the buran or other things and it could fly on its own so buran was really two systems there was the shuttle and then the launch and then the launch vehicle okay so the launch vehicle like with apollo right you you put the apollo the the command module and the lunar lander on top of a saturn rocket and fired up there right the Russians were working with the same basic concept okay. um, because the Russians at that point used the Soyuz launch system, yeah. which I'll tell you what, that's how they get astronauts into space today. Yeah. If we want to send some people into space, we go to Russia, mm-hmm. we go to Baikonur Cosmodrome, and we send them aboard a Soyuz capsule that has been around since the 1960, 1950s. That's crazy. Their Russians are still using that. Um, I imagine... Which that comes into play in the shuttle story. I imagine with this Buran system, they would send the shuttle up in this like political cartoon in my brain and then afterwards they send up like steamer trunks full of clothes and hats fancy hats and things for the cargo part of it you're killing me (laughs) carpet bags yeah so they build this rocket (laughs) fancy russian clothing so now prior to this the russians fabergé eggs stop sorry so prior to this the russians had tried to compete with the saturn V. And they had built the N1 rocket. The okay. N1 rocket would have been the most powerful rocket ever built. But it, they launched, there were, had four launches, four failures. I think that's the number. Four okay. launches, four failures. And so what, they, what constitutes a failure? It exploded. Okay. Yep. That, well, there you the go. The idea being the N1 would carry cosmonauts to the moon. Okay. Okay. So Russians, they're like, you know, we can't, we're not going to get there. And getting to the moon was never important to the Russians. Why not? It's they, amazing. They never their goal their their space goals were never to get men to the moon. Russians landed on the moon. They what? landed unmanned probes and rovers on the moon. But what? What else is there? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm having a moment where I'm realizing that 
That's what we decided. It's like a very American perspective of mine to be like, no, the moon. You have to get to the moon. You think that because it's what we did first. I, right. Everything else they did first. Oh, man. But Seriously. the moon, it's beautiful up there. We did, we did the first manned orbit of the moon. The Russians did the first unmanned orbit. Okay. Okay. Um, and then it, this is still happening. Uh, just a few months ago, China landed a rover on the moon. Yeah. And nobody knew about it. That's the first. Oh, that's ob- creepy. That's the first thing to land on the. Do- yeah, they landed on the dark side of the moon. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So again, we're gonna get too far off topic here. So. There's so much I want to know. But you might want to know why, the Russians copied, the American space shuttle. Right. It's not one of your questions, but you well, might want to know why. Right. Why did they build this? Because. Why do you think they built it? You're Russia. Okay. Before I was Russia. Now you're Russia. Okay. So put yourself in a Russian mindset. Who are you? I'm nobody at this point. I'm just okay. asking you questions. So you're I Russia. I just want to make sure I'm in character. Yes. You're Russia. Okay. The Americans, the capitalists, have built this low Earth orbit space truck that can be used. And you're hearing at this point, it can be used for up to 60 flights a year. And there's three of them. Okay. They're going to get into space faster and cheaper than ever before. Up to 60 times a year. You're Russia. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, America? And you look at NASA's plans and you go, they do not have enough stuff in their plans in terms of science to justify 60 launches a year. What are their applications are you thinking that the shuttle might be used for? Well, it's it's Cold War era, correct? Yes. So um, I'm immediately thinking, I guess, that maybe it's a... It's military, military. That it's defense. Yes. Not no, not only defense. But offense. Offense. Yeah. Right? So you're Russia, and you're thinking, wait a minute. This thing is going to go up there. They're going to be taking our satellites. Yeah. They're going to go up there with their Canada arm Basically in the space like shuttle, steal our satellites. Space warfare. Right? D- you know, mess with our satellites. They're going to be putting nuclear weapons in space. Well, and I also think maybe um, like surveillance. Surveillance. Here's the other thing. The Russians knew that we were building a second launch facility for the space shuttle. Where Where is that, you might ask? Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Now, why is that significant? Because within the first orbit. Well, West Coast, first of all. Well, a, a space vehicle yeah. launching from Vandenberg Air Force Base within its first orbit is over all of the population centers of Russia, oh, of the yeah. Soviet Union. Okay. And so they're thinking, okay, you're building this space truck that can go into space yeah fly around steal satellites put nuclear weapons in space all kinds of communication interruptions surveillance like you said and now you tell me you're building this vandenberg air force base launch facility for the space shuttle so it can be over the soviet union in minutes Mm -hmm. like no this is no good yeah we've got to build something in that is equally responsive well and it's the classic cold war mentality oh absolutely like i build a bomb so you build a bigger bomb. So I build a bigger bomb. Yeah. So it's like I built a space shuttle. Well, I'm going to build a better space shuttle. What do they shuttle. call that? Mutually assured destruction. Yeah, mutually kind of assured yeah. destruction. So, right. So the the Russians then are like, you know, no, we're going to build our own, you know, milit. I mean, the Russians, they're thinking. I, I'm saying the Russians. I should be saying the Soviets. Yeah. Their thinking behind this was primarily military. Yeah. Uh, the military applications behind this space vehicle. So they build two. They build two Buran shuttles. I like when you call it a space truck. That feels real American. It does. Yeah. So Pichka and Tichka are the Pichka two are the Tichka. names of the of the two 
uh, Buran space shuttles. They also had one that uh, they had a wooden one that was built for aerodynamic testing. Okay. Oh, I bet that's creepy looking. It is very. It makes looking. me think of the Spruce Goose. Yeah. Um, who? What, who is that? Who built the Spruce Goose? Howard Hughes. Yes. So, all right. So they built. So now the NASA space shuttle had been developed in the 1970s. To add insult to injury, Columbia. Now, if you watch the Columbia launch, we all know the space shuttle as shuttle, white rocket boosters, and an orange fuel tank. Yeah. The first space shuttle launch, I think maybe even the first two, were launched with a white external fuel tank. They painted over the foam. So if you watch Columbia's first launch with only two, it had two astronauts on board, one of whom was John Young, the only astronaut to fly aboard all of he Gemini, oh. Mercury, Apollo, space shuttle. John Young is awesome. So two guys get aboard Columbia. They fly it up in space, right? Yeah. The first flight of the space shuttle had two people on it, okay? Because we don't mess around. So it's very cool. So we launched the space shuttle in 1982, and it just happened, just so happens, that that date, exactly 20 years prior, 1962, okay. was the date of Yuri Gagarin's first human space flight. Oh, we're throwing some shade. Yes, we are throwing, throwing some shade. space shade. And so the Russians clap back with Buran. Yeah, okay. okay. See how I brought it back around for the kids? I love it. Yeah. All right, so the development time for Buran was drastically reduced because they stole the whole thing, right? Yeah. They copied the They didn't the entire... have to do all the right. R&D. It's already been done. But they made some key improvements. Okay. Buran had ejector seats. Okay. So if there was a problem, because Buran didn't have those shuttle engines yeah it re- relied entirely on the energia rocket to yeah. get it into space it could turn around if something happened huh the thing about solid rocket boosters we're back to the american shuttle those white yeah. rockets on the side once you start them you can't turn them off okay so you start a solid rocket booster you are that's flying it until that's you're your in life space, right no i'm <laughs> serious you are that you, you cannot turn them off okay you got to fly until separation and then you get into orbit and you turn around and you land but energia like, has more flexibility yes. right okay um and because yes and so you can eject i think you could use the ejector seats up to 20 20 miles or twenty thousand feet i whatever i can't remember wow it, it had a 20 in it um so you could use these ejector seats with the with Buran, and it was a, a safer safer thing now because it didn't have those engines those engines are very heavy yeah so the american shuttle hauls those heavy engines up into space well now you got to carry them around while you're up in space you got to factor them in cargo in yeah. landing all these other things the russians are like or the soviets were like we don't need that that's dumb let's just fly up with the rocket and then now we can carry more more stuff so the american space shuttle i think it's 25 metric tons of cargo okay Buran was 30 metric tons of cargo okay because it didn't have those those heavy engines that it had to carry around. So really, really interesting. So if you sort of look at a, at so a, at a comparison. That's like five more elephants. Yeah. yeah. That you could take into space with you. Yeah. So you have, um, so we'll get into a little bit, of, we'll compare and contrast just a little bit here. So the space shuttle we talked about, it had three engines and less cargo as a result of it. Buran had no engines and could have more payload. Um, it also could fly 100% unmanned whoa you could launch a buran space shuttle fly it around the earth and land it with nobody on board you think the russian you think the russians ever proved that they could do that no yes yes there has been one buran launch one and only one okay so buran launched they launched it remotely okay it orbited three times Really? Or for about three hours, yeah. And then they brought it back down. The Buran was so accurate, 
it had to make as it was landing. This is as it's landing. Now, remember, the Buran is very similar to the space shuttle. It's, it's a just flying a brick. brick at this yeah. point. Okay? It was so accurate. Its onboard computers were so good that it had to make adjustments in the upper atmosphere, and it landed in incredibly strong crosswinds. And, and an automated system landed that 10 meters from its target landing point. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that you use the word payload in talking about cargo because it really drives home this idea that, like, five more metric tons of bombs yeah. is a lot of bombs. Or a bigger satellite. Yeah. 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 So it's very it's very interesting, the, the approach that they took. Again, the Russians just made a pencil. Okay. So, again, Buran was just a little bit bigger than the space shuttle. Um, so we we look at the difference in the way that they're thinking. Energia, Energia was a reusable system, mm-hmm. whereas the space shuttle, uh, the external fuel tank was and used. A, and a multi-purpose system. Yeah. Yep. A multi-purpose system. Absolutely. That was a big one. Yeah. That the Energia rocket could could fly. And in fact, the first orbital flight of the Energia rocket took a capsule or took a cargo vehicle into space that was not a space shuttle. Huh. So, um, and, and so it really is... A, 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 an interesting way to think about how the Russians thought the Soviets. I keep doing that. Yeah. When you listen to this podcast, please understand Russians mean Soviets. Okay. Because at, at this point. <laughs> we know that it doesn't. Well, because we're getting in, in time. We're in yeah, 1988. We're, we're almost to the point of like the wall coming down. Right. Where there and, is no Soviet yeah, Union. Right. Yeah. So we're 1988. I, I forgot to mention that. But 1988 was when Buran launched. So only six years after uh, Columbia. Yeah. So uh, this is not all that, not all that so, long. So it launched. I got to come back to the question I had before. Um, what ha- like what happened? Like okay. why don't we hear about Buran? And that's actually your second question: is what happened to it? What happened to it? What happened to it? Okay, so this part is kind of sad for okay. me. Okay, so Buran flew the flight. Yes. Well, the Soviet Union um, was beginning to fall apart. Yeah. They had bigger priorities, and Buran was very expensive. Just as the, the space shuttle, the American space shuttle, was built on a promise that it would be cheaper. Yeah. It'll be so much cheaper because we can reuse all these systems. Yeah. Well, that was not true at all. Okay. Um, the space shuttle had to go undergo different designs to keep it ro- to keep rocket manufacturers in space or ballistic mis- ballistic missile manufacturers in the space business. Um, there's a lot of politics behind it. Um, and it is extraordinarily expensive to launch the space shuttle. It yeah. It costs a ton of money to get that thing off the ground. Okay. Um, and beyond is no different. So the Soviet Union at the time just didn't have the money for this program. It was also becoming very apparent at this time that the American shuttle was not being used primarily for military, for military applications. Yeah. There are classified launches of the American space shuttle where huh. you can go look right now and you can't see what the cargo was. Oh my they God. were they were DOD launches. Um, you, you don't know what the cargo. I mean, clearly these are military satellites yeah. and things of that nature. But um, but still, yeah, cr- creepy. It is intrigue. But the 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 threat of this American militarized space weapon was not what was gone. Yeah, okay. right. They, they, we, they, that's not what they're using it for. Um, and so that sort of fear was taken away from the Russians. And because Buran was designed to be primarily a military vehicle, if it was not designed to be a vehicle of exploration like the American space shuttle was, so the sort of drive for putting it in space was gone. Mm-hmm. So, well, because the Cold War is ending, right? The at Cold this War point. is ending, and so essentially, the, what happened to it was the end of the Cold War. Thing one, thing two, no real drive to have this military space application okay. anymore. So, is it in a museum? There's then? actually a third thing. Oh, the Russians still had the Soyuz launch system, which worked, which worked, okay, and still works to this day. Yeah, 
we had abandoned the Apollo program. We had abandoned the Gemini Redstone rock, the Mercury Redstone rockets. We'd abandoned the Gemini program. We'd abandoned Apollo. We were st we were staging our space vehicles. Space shuttle came to be. Apollo was no more. Okay. So we didn't have anything to fall back on. We had to use the space shuttle. The Russians still had an active Soyuz program. They were still putting up. They were putting up Mir and other space station. They had Mir, and then they had the South. Well. It, Salyut 7 and then yeah. Mir, they had these different space stations, which uh, the Salyut 7 story is amazing, how the Russians had to go back up and f they, the space station died and they went back up and brought it back to life. It's a really fascinating story. Um, so the Russians had their primary launch vehicle as a backup. Okay. Okay. So Buran just kind of just kind of uh, went to the wayside. Um, and, and so it was, it's very tragic. But so... The two Buran shuttles, one was built as an Energia stack. So it was the shuttle, the Buran shuttle sitting on top of Energia. Okay. The other um, is in a another facility. Okay. So they're both at Baikonur Cosmodrome. Okay. Okay. So they're in a hangar. Yeah. And this is all well and good, right? 2002, due to strong winds, bad weather, and poor care of the facility, yeah. a, a group of workers had gone to work on the facility where Buran was kept. The roof collapses. Sadly, I think, I think eight is the number. Eight workers died. Oh my god! On the roof collapse. That's the tragic part. Okay, I don't want to make it seem like anything is worse than loss of human life. That's the true tragedy here. Second to the human loss of life was that the roof collapsed on top of the Buran space shuttle, completely destroying it. Wow. So the Buran and its Energia rocket were completely destroyed. They were they were not usable. They yeah. they had been. They had been left to decay, and they, they weren't when, um, you know, you, you would hear about crazy things when, when we lose an American shuttle, when, when Challenger yeah. exploded. You heard, well, you know, at that time, Buran wasn't really anything yet because um, it hadn't launched. That was 1986. This is, Buran would launch two years later. But they would talk about Enterprise. Yeah. Let's re let's put some engines in Enterprise and let's make Enterprise fly to replace Challenger. Well, the amount of work they would have had to do to Enterprise, it was actually cheaper to build another shuttle, and that's why huh. we got Discovery. Okay. Right. That's how we got Discovery. I'm sorry, yeah. not Discovery. That's how we got Endeavor. Yeah. Um, overall, the American space shuttles you had Columbia and Challenger. Those were the first two. Atlantis, Discovery, and Endeavor. Okay. Okay. We know what happened to Challenger. We know what happened later to Columbia. Yeah. Etc. So then you had the two Buran space shuttles. So what happened to the other one? The other one's still there. Oh. The other one's still there. It's 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 in terrible shape. It's it all of its systems are removed. It it, it, it would you'd ha you'd be better off just building a new shuttle. It's basically like scrap. It's basically scrap. And then the wooden mock model, which is I think one third size, is sitting in a parking lot. It looks like oh um, there's goodness. really creepy. I'll see if I can put. I'll have to check the usage rights on the pictures. I'll see if we can put them on our Instagram page. Um, but the wooden one is really creepy. I'll actually pull it up here so you can uh, you can see it and we can hear uh, your reaction in, in real time. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So that was there. But it is it is tragic that the um, that, that that happened to the the and the one that was destroyed in the hangar was the one that flew. Okay. Was the one that launched. So that was what it looked like before the hangar collapsed on top of it. Okay. So, so it yeah, it there. looks so similar. It, it looks like it could be raised up and launched. Yeah. And so look, you see the key differences there, how much bigger that Energia rocket is. Yeah. Because it used four, those bo there's four boosters on the side, and then yeah. those would separate. And they used components or similar components to the N1 uh, rocket that had been used uh, that had been used prior, so they were able to save some components of the Buran shuttle, um, 
after the the hangar collapse and so oh yeah right okay. oh my god yeah yeah isn't that great that is so if you've ever seen um pictures of like abandoned amusement parks or yeah. any pictures from um pripyat mm-hmm. uh it's got a very similar vibe yeah. just like overgrown with vines and doesn't it look like it's sitting in a parking lot it does it, you, it looks like it's just in a and that's the wind tunnel model. Just in a lot somewhere. Yeah, and it's just a wooden model, but it looks, it's its creepy. It's real spooky looking. It is very creepy. All right. So, so that's what happened to it. That's what, so, so Pichka is, is, has been destroyed. Man. And uh, Tichka, Tichka, Tichka. It's been scrapped. Is <laughs> not been scrapped, no, but it's been, it's been, it's sitting. Um, and you could go, you could go see it today. Um, so super, super interesting. Um, yeah. So that's, that's essentially. Right, I got that's one. essentially what happened to it. I got one more question. Yep, which one was better? USA, USA. Okay, let's USA. do a, let's do a quick comparison. Okay, so the STS system. I said I was going to refer to it as STS, and then I didn't at all. That's so fine. the STS, the shuttle transport system or space transport system, um, the American space shuttle flies into space and comes back. Every single time you do that, you have to completely disassemble the engines and refurbish them. All oh. three of those those main shuttle engines, those sh- shuttle main engines. You have to disassemble and refurbish those after every single flight. Man, it's like a it's like an old iPod. Right. Okay. So it is extremely time consuming. Yeah. It's expensive and time consuming. They would go back to the orbiter processing facility, which is there at Kennedy by the vehicle um, vehicle assembly building, which is that tall building. Yeah. When you think of Kennedy yeah. Space Center and you look at that big tall building, which I've seen that in person. Oh my gosh. We did a tour of Kennedy Space Center. It was one of the best days of my life. My dad <laughs> took me. It was awesome. It was amazing. You're taking the bus out to the vehicle assembly building, which the Apollo rockets could stand up straight in there. Oh, that's how wow. big this place is, right? That's what it was built for, was to yeah. assemble the Apollo rockets, the Saturn V. And the guy driving the bus said, you can see the vehicle assembly building? We are five miles away from it. <gasps> and it looked like you were, I mean, it was huge then. It's just like, it's crazy. So wow. it, it's, if you ever have the chance to And it's to just go kind visit, of like out there in the middle of nowhere, it's a, too. It's in the middle of a swamp. So it's yeah. like... Oh, and there's all kinds of NASA does great conservation work out yeah. there. Uh, it's really really cool. If you if you're ever down there, go please go visit Kennedy Space Center. It's really something. Uh, they do a good job. They have an unused Saturn V on display, mm-hmm. and you can walk underneath it. It's on its side. It's it's absolutely amazing. And then they have the rocket garden. It's just it's truly fascinating. All right, so back to these shuttles. So the space shuttle, the American space shuttle, you had to do all this work on the engines. Buran only had to have its um, thrusters refurbished. And you could fly Buran dozens and dozens of times before those thrusters would need to be refurbished. And those are the huh. things that that could help it maneuver in yeah, space. Yeah. So Buran, so point Buran. Okay. All right, you keep track. You okay. keep track of our points here. So let's go left-hand Buran, right-hand American Space Shuttle. Okay, got it. Okay, so point Buran. All right, so the STS used the SRB system, the Solid Rocket Booster System. These are incredibly dangerous, okay? The NASA engineers didn't even want to use these things. They were like, these things are crazy. You can't turn them off. There's nothing you can do with them. We're going to kill people up there. And the um, it was determined that they were the most cost-effective. They were the cheapest of the alternatives. Okay. Uh, so NASA went with that. Again, once you start those things, you can't stop them. The shuttle engines are what are used for maneuvering and control on launch, right? Okay. During the roll program, during all that stuff, that's all controlled by the shuttle engines. So you have these incredibly dangerous fireworks essentially sitting on top of the space shuttle, or sitting to the side of the space shuttle. Energia would use a four, it had four first stage side boosters that sat on, top, on around the core module, 
Okay. All of it reusable. Okay. Okay. All of it. And the solid rocket boosters, there's there's a difference in the type of fuel that they used, and the Energia used a more stable fuel compound. Okay, so, so point. Point beyond. Okay. Okay. The space shuttle transport system, the space transport system, the American space shuttle, used an external fuel tank covered in orange foam. This orange foam was an insulating foam mm-hmm. to keep the fuel cool. All right. Um, so... The downside, though, the space shuttle launches, it vibrates like crazy. And all that foam goes. Chunks of, yeah, and it okay. was and it led to the loss of, a, of an orbiter. Yeah. Okay. The shuttles are also called the orbiter because yeah. that's essentially what it is. You fly it up there, and then it, once it's in space, it just orbits. Okay. So it led to the loss of an orbiter and cost seven brave astronauts their life. Yeah. Okay. And that's Columbia. Yep. Energium, no external fuel tank. Okay. So. Point. You're on. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about cargo. How much so, can they carry? This is not looking good, guys. <laughs> the American Space Shuttle could, could haul 25 metric tons into space. Buran could haul 30, 30. metric tons into yep. space. Okay. Point Buran. Point Buran. Okay. The space transport system, the American Space Shuttle, used one launch system, a single-stage launch system. Okay. Buran used two separate systems. So Energia, on its own, could lift 100 metric tons into space. Jeez. So take the Buran Space Shuttle off of it, look at the Energia rocket, 100 metric tons into space. That's three times the Space Shuttle's lifting cap- capabilities. Oh, my God. Okay. So that one's like half point because it's not actually Buran that's doing it. So, But it's the Buran's launch system. Yeah. The American launch system just sits there by itself and does nothing. Okay. So we're at four and a half Buran. Yep. Goose egg for USA. Yep. But here's the thing, though. Like... USA actually had mm-hmm. launches and manned flight. Hundreds and, of space yeah. shuttle launches. And yep. Buran had the one. Yep. And then that's it. One and done. One unmanned flight. It completed no successful manned space missions. Yeah. But it wasn't due to lack of quality. It wasn't due. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because it was a bad system. It was because of the what was happening. Yeah. In the country, so, like the context of what was happening around it. Yes. God. So in my it's like it never got a chance to... It didn't. ...to debut. No, it's the little brother that never got a chance to go live in the world. But God, it's such a bummer. So in my my opinion... Now, here's the other thing, too. Because Buran only flew once, we never got to learn about yeah. its flaws. If you look at, look at the first... If you were to compare Columbia's launch and the Buran launch, if you look at just those first two launches, the American Space Shuttle wins because it was a manned flight. Yeah. We put people in there and flew them around, and it was up there longer. Well, and over time, like, it could have revealed itself that the Buran and the Energia were not as... Right. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And that needs to be factored in here. However, based on the... But we also don't know that there were going to be problems. Yeah. So that has to be looked at. Well, it's... Be careful with it's that. It's that thing where you're, like, it's pretend history. Like, you right. don't... There's no... Exactly. You can't prove something that hasn't right. happened. Exactly. So in my humble opinion... There are a few things that make the Buran Energia, Energia stack better yeah. than the American Space Shuttle. Some key factors. They had the Space Shuttle to copy. Yeah. They basically stole the design. And then it's it's like when you proofread a paper, it's real easy to go in and find somebody's mistakes. Yeah. But it's really hard to write the thing in the first place. The Americans, the Americans, like I'm not one of them. The Americans. I don't know what that was. So the the American Space Shuttle flew from 1982 to 2012. Yeah. Okay. Hundreds of successful space missions. Built the Amer- built the International Space Station. Worked on Skylab. Um, met up or 
launched and serviced Hubble on multiple occasions. So the American Space Shuttle program was wildly successful. Yeah. Okay? I'm from Ohio. American Space Shuttle wins. Yeah. It's the better system because we know it was tested. And, yes, it failed twice. Now, but it did, it, it, it did fly. But from a design perspective... Buran is probably the better space vehicle. Have we borrowed any of the Buran technology no. and applied it to our own space shuttle? No. Do we know why not? Just because the things that Buran had that we didn't weren't possible. Um, things like the idea of jet engines. Ejector seats were originally part of the American space shuttle system, uh-huh. but they were deemed, uh, you know, not feasible or not. the. Huh. You, if there was a problem, you're going to develop problems at, at a certain point in flight that you can't do anything about anyway. So... All they, right. They I mean, and in both disasters, in the Challenger and Columbia disaster, ejector seats wouldn't have helped. The uh, Columbia was too high in the atmosphere. Columbia was still in space, basically. Yeah. Um, and it, it was in the it was in the upper atmosphere when it broke up. If the astronauts would have ejected, they would have burned up immediately. Yeah. They and with Challenger, I mean, yeah. it was just and with a Challenger loss. With Challenger, ejector seats might have helped, but they were also going extremely yeah. fast, and they were also pretty high because they had already broken the sound barrier, so they were going okay. faster than the speed of sound. Um, and there is really sketchy science on what happens to the human body when you eject from a moving vehicle Oof, and you're going faster than the speed of sound. How would you even do it? Number you would one? liquefy. I don't know that you would liquefy. I mean, you could. There, there is science to suggest well, that you could G, survive. Like that. the G force would just like. But you would probably. But how would you eject? The, the vehicle is moving so fast. How yeah. would you get? How would you separate from the? You well, separate, and, then, and the vehicle would just run into you. Well, and then the force of ejecting right. at the speed of like on your just physical yes. body. What would, would cause so much damage. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, the the space shuttle did have an escape system that could be used while it was still on the tower, while okay. it was still on the launch pad, um, and that was tested a few times. Um, but post Columbia, NASA began having a backup space shuttle. So yeah. like if dis- when Discovery returned to space flight in 2012 or 2000, sorry, 2006, when um, when Discovery returned to flight following the Columbia disaster, um, Atlantis was fueled and ready to go. Because okay. NASA has two launch pads, launch pads 39A and B. Okay. And so when Discovery launched, Atlantis was sitting there on the pad, and it's very cool to see that. Cool. Um, yeah, so the space shuttle is, I, I love it. It's near and dear to my heart. I actually think it was retired in 2011, yeah. not 2012. Well, I guess the thing I'm taking away from this is regardless of if you're a cosmonaut or an astronaut or what was the Chinese, do you remember? Uh, Taganaut. Taganaut. Um Man, are you a brave, brave SOB. Mm-hmm. You are just like, yeah. I mean, this is incredible science, incredible, just big, huge science. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think about. It really is. Like, and not just the people that go up into space, but the people who are down on the ground, like doing these insane calculations. With people's lives in their hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the everyone from like the engineers to the even the janitors, mm-hmm. like such a huge undertaking. It's pretty amazing. I think so. So yeah. So there's the that's the story of Buran. Um, and and so we asked the questions. You know, why was it so similar? We answered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about what happened to it, and mm-hmm. then finally we decided which one was better. I want to so, go see it. I want to so go see you, the creepy wooden one. So what do you think? Which one was better? No. What do you just? What do you think in general about about Buran? I'm about fascinated. Snowstorm. I want to go look at like I want to find 
classified documents about it about the russian space shuttle so mm-hmm. there you have it so that's the story of the of buran of of uh, snowstorm thanks man good and, job yeah. that was riveting you like that i do okay awesome so uh yeah so thanks for listening to three questions um we never actually said the name of the podcast uh, it's okay in case you're you've forgotten i'm ryan i'm molly and we'll see you next time on three, three questions, questions.